Welcome to the Colby Cast, episode 189. Thank you for joining us. As we begin the new year, some of us resolve to be more attentive to our health by improving our diet and exercising. So it may be time with that. Today, Bonnie and I are joined by Colby's own Chris Bates and Christina Davin to discuss ways to get our children moving and aware of taking care of their bodies. These things can be good for them, but also can be great for ourselves as parents and can give us opportunities to further strengthen our relationships with our children. So perhaps you'll want to put on your walking shoes and walk with us as we talk about physical activity and fitness. We hope that you'll enjoy the show. Hi there, I'm Bonnie, Colby homeschooling mom of four lads and lasses, liturgical musician, popcorn and podcast fanatic. And this is Stephen, homeschooling father of five and chief homeschooling officer for Colby Academy. Hi Stephen, what's a good word? Well, it's kind of the opposite of what I was thinking about, but it, it always I always get my words confused. So I'm I'm gonna say enervation, mm. which all, I often think of like getting energized and then I think of the word enervation and then it's like, no, that's the opposite of getting energized. So, um, but we'll go with enervation today. Okay. All right. I like it. Today we have back with us friend of the Colby cast, Chris Bates, who serves Colby in a number of ways, including as testing coordinator and overseeing some asynchronous courses, among other things, clubs and so forth. Hi, Chris. Welcome back to the Colby cast. Thank you so much for having me back. It's great to see you. We have a new friend to welcome back to the Colby cast, Mrs. Christina Davin, who joined us here recently for another Colby cast episode. Christina, good to see you. Good to see you. Thank you for having me back. I'm delighted that you're coming back to visit with us. I'm very glad. Christina is one of Colby's online elementary instructors. She teaches first grade. She's a team lead also for the preschool through second grade unit. Our topic today is physical education and uh, activity, leading active lifestyles, so forth. How do we accomplish that in our school at home, homeschool, however we characterize our daily doings, um, how we make that happen among our other things on our daily agenda. So um, this episode, when it comes out, will be wintertime for many people, at least in North America. So there's that extra added dimension of how do we stay active in the colder months when we're not able to get outside quite so much, or there's illness keeping in us indoors and affecting family doings and so forth. As we were developing this episode, Chris, your name came up over and over again as one to consult. Tell us why that might be. Absolutely. Well, um, physical education has always been an enormous part of, of my personal life. 20 years ago, I was a professional athlete and I have tried to keep that uh, as part of a, um, just a, a day, not just daily activity, but a daily, uh, source of joy and, uh, throughout my life and trying to also offer that to my children as something they can use as not just that physical outlet, but, um, the, not getting the wiggles out for those homeschool bodies that are, 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 uh, more sedentary and staying inside, uh, but also giving them something they can find joy in and something that they can individually uh, and uniquely uh, excel at, because I know there's um, uh, so many children are uh, are gifted in different different areas, and not all of them are are the the stellar athletes that they may have uh, something smaller that they can they can also pursue pursue. So, adding adding that physical element into the school day is is very important uh, because as we know, uh, our bodies need to stay active. Uh, and they need those endorphins to help them through their school day. So personally, it, it is it is very important for for my family, uh, as well as myself, to to keep a fit mind and a and a fit body. Uh, as far as these uh, as our Coltley courses go, currently I am um, I'm doing the grading for our K through five asynchronous PE courses. And the grading is is basically going through and making sure that uh, each month the students are are uh, they actually have a submission saying that yes they've checked the block we have reviewed and done these uh, physical education activities. So whether that changes in the future, which it, it might go to just a quarterly 
uh, questionnaire. Uh, what have you done? Uh, have you have you done your monthly assignments? Things like that. So it uh, keep your eyes out. It will um, the grading portion will most likely change, but as for now, it is a uh, a monthly assignment that students are submitting, and that is how we are grading. We are just grading on participation. And if they have turned in their, their assignments, then yes, they are getting a pass. And it is a, it's just a, a pass course. There is no fail. They get a pass if they actually submit their assignment. Okay. I want to talk a bit more about the whole grading and asynchronous courses and whatever. First, Christina, will you tell us about your relationship with physical activity, your interest level in it, and and those sorts of things similar to Chris? Sure. So um, my background growing up, I danced my whole life. Um, I then became a dance teacher and found a lot of um, passion with that. Um, so every day, you know, after school, I was always in my dance classes. I led a very um, physically fit uh, lifestyle growing up. Um, and nutrition was a big part of that in my family. So when I became a teacher, I really partnered that the dance teacher in me with my education, you know, teaching for children, um, especially because they need to get those wiggles out and things like that. Um, so I use a lot of movement in my um, lesson plans. Um, if we're learning about verbs, okay, let's do some jumping jacks. Um, okay, run in place. Or if you think, you know, if we're going over, is this a common noun or a proper noun? You know, if it's a common noun, go ahead and touch your toes. If it's a proper noun, go ahead, reach for the ceiling. So I like to incorporate a lot of movement. Um, I also think it makes a lot of connections for students um, and it keeps them engaged. So I just um, really like to promote physical activity as much as I can. Um, when we're teaching science, you know, we're learning about um, bones and muscles right now. So I have them, okay, like let's work our muscles right now and let's practice, you know, wiggling our fingers. These are our bones. Like I really want them to make those connections um, with their curriculum that they have here at Colby. So, okay, so you've mentioned a couple times the the asynchronous courses and the grading for elementary courses. Let's stop for a second for folks who are uh, getting acquainted with Colby, not familiar how, what we mean by um, grade submissions and, and kind of recap that. And maybe it's, maybe folks have been with Colby for a long time and aren't, this is a kind of an update to how things have been done before for Colby, for families who enroll with Colby and make use of the record keeping services, uh, families submit samples of work to Colby advisors to demonstrate the work that has been completed by the students here at home. And, and then the advisors sign off on that and it goes on the student's record, which can be used for whatever purposes later. Yeah, so for, um, I can explain for at least what we do for K through five. Um, K through five, what we do is each month we give um, a practice menu. Um, we have it separated between K through two and three through five, so that the skill-based might be a little bit more challenging for our third through fifth graders, um, and a little bit more appro age appropriate for our K through two. Um, and what it does is it has um, a menu on it of six things. Um, in Schoology, it'll it'll have a warm up video that they will um, practice along with me, um, and then they will go ahead and check off one of the things on their practice menu to do. All they have to do when they're finished is color in the heart um, for heart healthy. Um, and then at the end of the month, parents sign it and they just upload a photo submission. So it's really easy, um, super, you know, um, elementary friendly for parents and families. And we really, um, focus on, um, keeping the structure the same each month. Um, so there's the introduction video that the students will have. Um, there's always an outdoor practice, even in the winter time. Um, there's a game practice, partner practice, a virtue challenge, and share your new skill with others. Um, so we really want this to be family involved. We want to, want to involve the whole family um, and make this fun for kids. That sounds great. This was news to me when I when I met you on our previous recording and you mentioned that these courses were 
part of the offerings, I, that was the first I'd heard of that. I was very excited to hear about it. So what, what sorts of things do you have them doing, the students? Yeah, so each month um, they have a skill of the month. So for example, one month might be the skill, a lot of agility. Um, so we're going to practice a lot about that. And then um, Nicole O'Connor and I were really inspired by St. John Paul the Great and his outlook on his on his passion and love for physical activities and virtues and how they're so integrated and how he could teach children and the youth about virtues through all these physical activities. So we decided to tie in a virtue of the month. So for example, if the skill is agility, um, the virtue of the month is perseverance. So that month when we're practicing those skills, we're constantly saying in our live videos or in our recorded videos, um, you know, okay, how can we persevere through this? If we're not sure, you know, how can we do this again better? Or let's keep practicing, like cheer each other on. Um, so we're not only um, practicing certain skills, but we're also incorporating those virtues. About how long each week would the students be spending on this, on these activities? That's a great question. So we want them to do the warm-up video each time that they do their um, physical education activity. The warm-up video is usually about one to two minutes long. Um, we do use the same warm-up video for K through fifth so that if students have siblings and um, or things like that, they can do it as a whole family. Um, so it's not two separate warm-up videos. Um, but then when it gets into um, like a game practice or a partner practice, they will be more based on age-appropriate um, skills. Um, but usually, I mean, we try and tell them to, you know, do at least 10 minutes um, of each activity. We kind of guide them in a self-paced program to do, you know, try and do one a week or, you know, maybe do two a week and you'll be good for the month. Like, um, but continue to practice, you know, like we encourage them to be creative. You know, if you're doing building an obstacle course outside, you know, don't just stop after 10 minutes, you know, go ahead and, and ask somebody, go ahead in your family to, to go ahead and try it. Or you then ask them to build an obstacle course and then you do it and time each other and see. So we try really to promote and encourage them to do it longer. Um, but it's up to the family. It's fun and, and practical as well. That yeah, like the, uh, the care that's been taken to think about the needs of the family and how we're going to make that work for the whole family. That's great. For the high school diploma, there is a, a physical education requirement component to it. So similar type deal with the submissions that, that families turn in on a periodic basis for to, to kind of demonstrate the, the student's level of physical activity throughout the semester. There is Colby's advisors work with families to clarify the physical education requirements and to, to work with those families whose students may have special needs and how they can still meet those. That actually came up in episode 164. This is not a Colby infomercial. Uh, Colby mom, Lindsay talked about that a bit about how the advisors worked with her for their family's particular needs, and they were still able to meet those requirements. So that's an example of, of what the advisors can help provide. And, and so there's that. So Chris, let's talk about uh, ways to keep kids active and incorporating that into sort of the daily doings. So how, how do you like to approach that? Well, for one thing, it needs to be something that is realistically um, realistic for the entire family. For a homeschool family, the, the, there's such a variety of scheduling needs. So, and it needs to be something that the entire family, um, it, well, it doesn't, it's not necessarily need to be something that the entire family enjoys doing, but something that the entire family can um can contribute to, for example, if the if the student has a, sp a specific sport that they enjoy playing, whether it is like the typical uh, soccer, football, basketball, softball, baseball, all of these different sports, or something more individual like like dance, or um, or even even something unique like fencing, or and all these other beautiful sports that um, uh, that takes so much practice and skill as long as the family is very supportive and can uh, make time for those practices 
and, and skill building sessions. Um, that, that is important that the family makes time for it. And if they don't have a set sport, um, like a lesson or team schedule, that they are intentional, intentional on the time that they take out either every day or every other day uh, to make time for these activities. So, you know, I know it's easy to get uh, these grand ideas of, yes, every day we're going to do this workout video and, and we're going to, and we're going to be so fit at the end of the month. And then you start working at it and it's like, oh, this is not for us. So it's find something that everyone can enjoy if you're doing it as a family. Um, there are so many options to get out there and, and uh, find time for fitness as a family. Uh, for us, my, my family loves to, loves to hike. And uh, when we were all, when all of the children were homeschooling, hiking was a regular activity, uh, either a long hike once or twice a week. And we would get out and at least do some, um, some trail walking. If we weren't hiking up a mountain, we were actually getting some time um, with, with feet on the pavement or on the trails, getting some exercise. Uh, also, there's uh, a lot of gyms, um, the traditional gyms offer family memberships, and it's, it's typically for the, the older children. I know the, uh, we have a local gym that, um, that I think the children have to be 12 or older, but they allow the children to be in the gym, either supervised or unsupervised, depending on their age. And it, having a having your child in the gym with you is a great experience for both of you. Not only, um, not only do you get to have that time with your child, but they see you physically active and, and it's amazing what children really pick up and, uh, and aspire to do when they see their parent doing. Cause I, uh, I have a, a whole host of different activities that I enjoy. If I'm, if I'm in on a painting kick, all of my kids all of a sudden want to be painters. If I am spending all my time knitting, they all want to knit at the same time. And the same with fitness. They see me go out and, and do something, uh, you know, spending a little more time working on uh, lifting techniques. Then all of a sudden, like, hey, I, I want to learn how to lift this bar or pick up this kettlebell. What am I, how do I do this correctly? So if, if you are um, emulating that, that positive behavior, they want to participate as well. So there are a lot of gyms that allow children to uh, to join, and um, I know CrossFit's not everyone's cup of tea, but many CrossFit gyms have children programs. So and they they typically time it around the adult classes. They'll have an adult class going simultaneously with a with a children's class, and I've seen kids as young as um, as four in there. Um, you know, lifting the, the PVC pipes, not an actual weight, but a stick basically <laughs> to keep up. And, and so they learn the movements properly and, uh, and it's, it's fun. They see mom and dad doing it. They want to work out as well. That, that logistical consideration of, of getting everybody someplace or managing who's going where, when, and what do we do with the other folks who are not doing that? That that's kind of one of the things that stumps me a lot of the time. And none of they don't always like to do the same activities. Right. I know um, one time I brought my all of my kiddos down. Um, I said, okay, you just at least ha have to give me one month of CrossFit to see what you think. And my oldest, she, the entire, she, she didn't want to go for one, <laughs> but the entire walk from the car to the door, she, she was almost in tears. I'm a mathlete, not an athlete. <laughs> I'm a mathlete, not an athlete. Uh, well, I, why am I here? <laughs> like, give it the old college try. Let's, let's, let's try this out. Mm -hmm. and, and we tried several different sports like that. Um, martial arts classes. We went, I had them do a, a jujitsu class and it's not for everyone. Uh, some of them loved it and excelled in it. And uh, sometimes we just have to go, it's a, a hit, hit or miss. Have to let them experience all these different forms of fitness to see which one they truly like. And sometimes it'll surprise you like, really, you, you like this. Okay. Let's, let's run with it. Yeah. Yeah, just today we were having conversations, which reminded me of this, the homeschooling thing where basically most of the things we do involve activities and learning. And so we we're joking that like my kids are going into the gym 
later to later today and so it's like oh pe is coming up this afternoon and and i'm playing an, an like an online game a, a role-playing game actually and so it's like and then our collaborative storytelling class is coming up this evening where we can uh, we'll get together now obviously high school all of those requirements but but you know especially in the younger ages you know there are things that i love this that you know being aware of making sure the opportunities are there and the things being done so like the the examples of physical things but just like math with some students you can just give them give them the math and they just go to it they they love it and then other students you're going to be sitting there and it's going to be like no we've got to do we've got to do our math time now it's it's here we have the same thing with some of our children who it's just like can i go outside and run up and down the hills and do all of these things it's like go for it you you'll get your physical activity and others it's like no it's time now we're because we're aware of this we're, we you have to get out and do some of these things now so it seems like as a homeschooler at least you can incorporate a lot of things that fit into your busy schedule but what i'm getting at least is there needs to be some of that intentionality of making sure just like you don't leave the math behind you don't leave behind these things for especially for those students who might not be that inclined the mathletes instead of the athletes as, you, as your daughter said Chris. i love that point um and i found that you know i find that with my own children um where sometimes it's a struggle where i say something like okay let's you know let's go outside and you know, go do this and be active and, you know, keep our bodies healthy. And they're like, oh, but mom, I, you know, I really want to do this instead. And um, sometimes parents have to just be um, a little bit more um, aware of their wording even. And, you know, just say, you know, maybe put on a song and then all of a sudden, you know, start dancing and things like that. And don't even tell the kids like we're, we're, actively moving but you have a song playing and everyone's dancing and then you hit pause and everyone's got to freeze mm -hmm. and then you know okay we're dancing again and the next time we're gonna do push-ups and let's dance again and the next time we have to you know freeze and balance on one leg or you know you're folding socks with your children and okay who can throw them and get them in the basket the laundry basket and you know doing stuff like that um where it's you know engaging for the kids um and, but they might not realize what they're doing is physical activity. Yeah. As we're heading into what are the winter months in North America and it's more challenging to get outside. Of course, there are plenty of folks who do lots of things outside in the cold, but let's talk about some indoor ways to stay active, maybe some videos and things like that. You put, Chris, you have some thoughts on that. Do you, will you tell us about those, some of the indoor activities? And then Christina, I want to hear yours too. Well, aside for what we already have planned with our, our asynchronous PE courses, there are uh, a lot of websites that are dedicated to just getting children up and moving. Uh, I know when my children were um, younger ho homeschoolers, there was uh, our favorite site. I I'm going to have to go back and look at it. I'm, I haven't seen it in a few years, so I'm not sure if the content has changed um, in, in any way, but the the website we used to go to was uh go go noodle same and there were a lot of um a, a lot of fun music videos i think my my girl's favorite was uh cat party and it was there were a lot of fun movements with the dance uh, just like christina was talking about it was just um it's like okay you know everyone's kind of got the blahs like right now let's let's stop what we're doing and play this video get up be silly dance sing along and it was so much fun, but there are, um, there are also so many resources out there, uh, for, um, for workout videos that are ge geared towards youth. Um, I either just those fun short spurts of energy, uh, all the way to proper, um, proper techniques with your, when you're doing a push up or a squat, different movements that you can do within the home. Uh, yet they're they're working on their uh, proper utilizing proper form, and they're getting some exercise along with it. And um, so there are websites out there. There are um, plenty of YouTube videos, and a lot of um, uh, a lot of streaming services, uh, TV streaming services have actual um, stations dedicated to fitness videos. So those 
those uh, are a lot of times helpful in those cold months to get out there and, and get moving in the middle of the living room if you don't have uh, a place to go, whether um, whether you're doing indoor, indoor sports like like karate or, um, or dance or uh, even basketball. Same. We were Go Noodle. I have some of the songs from Go Noodle st- still stuck in my head, but the same. I have not been to it in a while, so I, <laughs> I wouldn't put it out there as like a Go. Yeah. I can't vouch for what it's like today. Yeah. You never know what, what turn yeah. things take. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And I like the ideas of the, of the at-home resources because it, it might be a stay home day as we call it. And we're not going anywhere, but we need to do something. So I like that those are available. Christina, do you have anything you want to add to that? Um, so during the winter months, um, you know, I'm on Long Island, so it varies. Um, we've been having rather warm winters here, but, um, it does get chilly every once in a while. Um, but I do try and promote my kids at least going out for, you know, 10 minutes, hopefully, um, just so that they can have that fresh air, they can have that movement, you know, even if it's something where it's like, we're going to go on a scavenger hunt and look for different things outside, um, on our walk or something like that. Um, but yes, there's a lot of things that you can do inside as well. Um, you can have your kids set up an obstacle course, uh, in right in your living room. Um, you can have them set up different pantry items and they have to jump over them. Um, or maybe they're practicing how to skip count. And so you're going to have them do jumping jacks while they do that. Um, so lots of different ways to incorporate, um, what they're learning in school and, um, you know, physical movement. Um, also, you know, having them be creative with their, with their snacks and their meals, you know, how can we make this fun? How can we make our plate really colorful? Um, you know, and doing stuff like that. We do that in our PE um, asynchronous course. Um, We have a month on nutrition um, and healthy habits, you know, sleep habits and all that kind of stuff. Um, And then we also have our Colby PE um, club for K through two that students can join live on Fridays. Um, So that kind of helps in the winter months as well. Oh, tell us more about the club. That's a new thing. Yeah, I yeah, no, that's that's exciting. I did um I did the PE class for uh three through five, was it three years ago now? I didn't know oh, re- erect, uh, res- resurrection uh, resurrected. That's fantastic. I know. So this is my second year doing um K through two fun and fitness on Fridays. Um we meet bi-weekly for 30 minutes. Um I'm right in my living room. Kids are in their living room. Um, Last week, I went outside and taught it. Um, And it's just a nice way to wake up Friday morning and get our bodies moving. We start with a warm up um, and our prayer and um, we'll we'll focus on a skill or a fun activity, something that festive that has to do with, you know, last week we did something fall related. Um, you know, soon we'll be doing some winter themes, maybe throwing some snowballs and um, things like that. Um, but very creative. Um, the students love to give me ideas. So I just roll with it. And I'm like, I love that idea. Let's do that activity next. Um, and we just don't stop moving for 30 minutes. And parents love it because their kids are engaged, they're moving. Um, and, you know, it's, it's, it's giving them that, that outlet for physical activity. That's great. You know, I, I did want to follow up. Christina, I love what you say, said earlier about even if it's cold out, getting outside. Because I, I do think a lot of, a lot of children struggle with um, that, almost that nature deficiency of being inside so much, uh, they, there's so much, so much we can gain from being out in God's creation. And even if it's cold, I, I know we've always heard the, uh, my grandparents walk to school, you know, in five feet of snow, 10 miles, both ways uphill. And, oh. and there is some truth in that. Yes, we used to do things hard things, even if it was, even though if the weather wasn't cooperated and uh, cooperating and, and kids need to get used to doing hard things again. I think, um, 
as a culture, uh, things have gotten so easy for us to do. Like I want fitness on demand. I want nutrition on demand. I want all of these things at my fingertips, but I don't want to work hard to go do them. So it's, uh, I know a while ago I, I bought my daughter a book. It was, um, how to do hard things. And she really took a lot out of that. Um, but it's, it is important to, to teach our children that yes, not, um, the world isn't always going to be easy for us. And it's important to get, uh, get out in the cold and in the snow and do hard things because, um, it just, the reward and the payoff is, is so beautiful sometimes. That's great. Yeah. What, what, what a great thing kind of even tying back into that homeschooling where sometimes you have to be more intentional about things. And Chris, I've been thinking about this recently myself about, how you know God set up the natural seasons, the order of things, so that you know we could do. There's these times of year where you've long days and you can be active or be working in the fields. But even like you're saying, you know, grow, for me growing up, it was like, hey, get out there and shovel off the the sidewalk in the driveway. There was just things that had to be done that incorporated, you know, hauling firewood, splitting things that they're active but as we've gone along those aren't always there for many of us or many of our families and so you have to kind of it seems like a worthwhile thing to kind of reflect back and like what's the natural order of things you know what's we would have been doing this we don't have to do this now but let's get out there and do some of these things or or simulate them you know if we have to 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 kind of try to restore a little bit of that order i think yeah. Yeah. I agree. I think also, you know, piggybacking off of that with, you know, getting the firewood or shoveling the driveway, you know, um, it's easier for us parents sometimes to, you know, just stay in the house. Let me do this. I'll get it done, you know, 10 times faster. And, you know, you won't be in my hair kind of thing. Um, but including them. And, you know, even if, you know, they are, shoveling that one little pile over and over, you know, they, they feel that, you know, that responsibility and that pride and they're getting that physical activity. They're learning those virtues. And um, yes, I definitely agree to include them in all of that. Yes. And not only, um, <laughs> not only do our children want to say, oh, it should be easy, but as as parents, we feel that as well. No, I, I totally get that. I am, I am absolutely guilty of like, oh, that's going to be, more work if I'm going to have them do something, do something big. It's mm -hmm. like, well, uh, sometimes we have to inconvenience ourselves for the betterment of the whole. <laughs> yep. We're doing that. I mean, a lot of times that is part of our daily existence, especially in this form of, you know, homeschooling, everything this extends to into this area too. Yeah. What about informal groups, um, maybe at co-ops or even not even, even less informal than well, co-ops can be pretty formal, so that's not the right wording, but informal groups such as pickup basketball leagues or pickleball, which is kind of taking off in this area. Are you aware of anything like that or, or have any thoughts there? Well, I, from speaking from my own experience, I was part of a, um, a homeschool group several, several homes ago, uh, that we did have a, a informal PE group that uh, the parents did take take turns leading, which was a lot of fun for the children because it did give them some uh, some social time uh, outside of their normal homeschool lives. Yeah. Our local parochial school does allow for homeschool students to join in activities such as, well, not just sports, but also PE classes. That's good. You know, my, my homeschool daughter is allowed to go to, um, to their PE classes here. And she, they actually do play pickleball and she loves it. Yeah. <laughs> Even if she doesn't have someone to play with, she'll find a spot on the wall and, and play. I love that. Yeah. That's very, um, I know it really varies all over the place, What what access homeschoolers have to activities like that. And actually in response to that here, there, the community park system has some homeschool PE courses that they offer. And, and some of the, some of the bigger co-ops that are of various stripes they they have they include that in their among their slate of offerings too so it's all it's very really varies so yeah i know in my area um even our local libraries 
offer a lot of physical um, activities for children and youth. So maybe check out your library and see um, if they have anything going on, any programs. I know our local, uh, we have a couple of local gyms that do, uh, that also offer a homeschool PE class. So, and I know a couple of um, Catholic homeschool families that do make use of those, those PE courses. Thankfully, there are more of those, there are a lot more offerings from the, the, all the various activities, dance and gymnastics and whatever it seems like really varies there again, like, but the, the timing they'll offer uh, daytime classes, right. which, which may not work if you are an online school family. Anyhow, that it's nice that there are a growing number of options. Yeah. There really are. It's fun to see some of these organizations open their doors uh, and typically is during online school hours. But I know like our, our local ice skating rink has throughout the year, throughout the school year, has homeschool hours uh, in in the late morning to allow for for a group. And, they, and it's a discounted rate as well. Yeah, our student, our, we have a, an ice rink that does that. I think once, it might be once or twice a month, they'll have homeschool skate, usually Fridays. And it's really like a three or four hour window, which is nice. And some of the roller skating rinks also do that. And it's nice because they kind of like one week to the next, you can go roller skating one week, ice skating the next week, another roller rink will do it another week. And so that's something to look forward to as well. Yeah. In the name of parents being active, I think, especially at the beginning of my homeschool experience, when everybody was younger and we were doing a lot of homeschool classes, I, if I would have thought, okay, now I need to add in my walk, which I try to do for a while that that was not happening then. So how do we, what are your thoughts about parents being active um, in whatever, however they can make that work? You've given a lot of ideas already but with the, like getting people. Yeah, I think um, um, going by what Chris said before, um, you have to think of it as a way of your modeling for your children. And, you know, you don't have to say like, oh, look, look what I'm doing right now. I'm doing, you know, um, you know, I'm working on upper body today, or I'm going to go run five miles on the treadmill, but just having them, you know, they notice all those little things. And so keeping in the back of your mind that, you know, your, your kids are always watching. And so they're going to pick up, you know, those positive behaviors or want to, you know, join you one day. And that, that's something that you should just have planted in the back of your head, um, you know, to be a little bit more intentional. It might help you just push yourself to, okay, I might not want to do this today, but they're watching me. They're watching me. Yeah, that's true. I like that. Um, yes, making it an intentional and yes, doing it even when you don't feel like doing it. Uh, and Bonnie, I like that you get out there and walk. I know that for, for my kids, that was, uh, that was something that they really look forward to when I, I go through my seasons of, of walking. Um, right now I can't go very far with my new knee, but, um, uh, but my children, they, I, we would always just, one kid gets to walk with me. And that was a very important time for them. And it was usually, we would have to set a schedule. Otherwise it's like, they all want to go on that walk, but it gave them uh, that one-on-one -on -one time where they could talk about just anything that came to mind. And we would have like the hour, hour and a half, even if my feet are dog tired, I'm going to walk that last mile just so they can have that, that coveted time together. And uh, I, I know it's, you know, these things come up with multiple children when they're all all trying fighting for that individual time. But exercise is one of those things that you can find that one-on-one -on -one time with your child. Like, okay, on on Mondays you and I are going for a walk, and Tuesdays you and I are going for a walk, and and to make that sacrifice in and putting aside that time every day or every other day to get out there with your child to exercise. So, and whether it's like, okay, I'm going to have to wake up a half hour early in order to get this done because this, this child needs to do the online school and okay, well, we can do it in the afternoon because this is my traditional homeschooler and we can go a little later in the day and, uh, it, you know, work around the schedule that way. But I know my kids, they just, um, it was a fight, you know, that sometimes it was, they were, they were waking up before I would wake up, like going on our walk today because they wanted that one-on-one. -on -one. It seems like 
if as a as parents maybe maybe that's one of the keys for us whether you're inclined to activities or not if you're being somewhat aware of it even as yourself because we we tend to be more aware like oh i'm having problems sleeping well maybe i need to get up and exercise a little bit more or like this this is reminding me of some of christina you were talking about using movement to um, to teach things. And I hadn't realized this, but when I was trained to to administer a test called the Highlands Ability Battery that's testing abilities, they listed rhythm memory as one of the learning methods. And, you know, so typically the test is like remembering rhythms, but what goes along with that is you can learn by using those large muscle groups or or even just being active while learning and can be beneficial but it also then tends to cause a child who has that learning ability to be fidgety to they want to they want to use that ability and it just so happens that's my strongest learning ability which isn't very useful once you get out of the fifth grade and they stop letting you move around in classrooms in traditional learning but that drive that sort of for me i've been in you know if i've been in front of my computer for six hours i'm itching to get up and move around so I can, you know, process and do things. But if I can keep that in mind for some, pass it on as you're saying to like, oh, hey, let's go, let's go take advantage of this thing that's good for me and it's good for you, and we get to spend time together. That just seems like it's a a super win for for everybody in the family. Then, yeah. And I really like that, Chris, about making it something that you value i mean so even if you're not the sort of person who's inclined to like the walk or you feel just exhausted to tie it to something that's really worthwhile with having that conversation one-on-one -on -one time with a child where like okay like you said i wouldn't do this because it's you know kind of cloudy or rainy or it's cold and i don't want to get out and do that but it's worth it for this and it's worth it in itself, but it's even more worth it because I've now combined several good things together in, into one activity, which makes it easier, more good. Yes. The times, most of the time I'm walking on my own, actually, it, it tends to be good prayer time for me. Good, um, rosary praying time, listening to the daily readings time. I'm just being out in nature and admiring God's creation in that way. And, and so, yeah, yeah it's, there's a lot of good that can come in both the solo time and in the, and then the time of connection with one or more children. Yeah. Yeah. For our introverts who are also active, that's been, once they're old enough to put their, their headphones on and get the audio book on and just get outside and make a few rounds of the, the yard or our mailbox is a quarter mile away, walk down, check the mail, come back, you know, that, that satisfies the movement activity plus quiet and just the ability to focus on things without brothers and sisters or dogs or whatever just being you know all the craziness that's going on really good point yeah okay so let's talk for a few minutes about the nutritional connection we can make with our active lifestyle and how to involve the kids in that chris was actually one of our she's one of our earliest colby cast friends she She's been with us several times. I'm thinking back to episode 47, Among the Pots and Pans with Chris and Mrs. Kelly Powers. And we talked a lot about kids in the kitchen and so forth like that. Chris, what are your thoughts about this nutritional connection? What do you think here lately? Let's update from where we, that from that episode. Goodness, that, that was a while ago. a while ago, ago. yes. It was. <laughs> How much fun was that? <laughs> Thank you. Um, I think so too. So I, I believe that uh, nutritional health is hand in hand with uh, with physical health. Uh, it's a, it's that overall well-being, that whole picture and making sure, ensuring that your, your child knows where their, where their food comes, comes from and how to understand how food, uh, reacts with the body is it's a lifelong skill. Um, I know for my kiddos, it was, uh, it was important for me to at least let them, um, teach them how to read the nutrition label. And like, okay, it's like, uh, like I, I, they, they're, they're breadaholics. My kiddos just love bread <laughs> and going to the store, uh, eat it. And, and it's been a, it's been a hot topic because bread has, is so expensive now, but then, uh, they're like, oh, well this one is affordable. It's like, okay, yes, it is. But let, let's look at the back of these two loaves. It's like, which one do you think 
um, would would be better for our gut health uh, if it's good at all. Um, let, let, let's go through these ingredients and showing them how to read that nutrition level uh, label and, and be able to make better choices be, uh, between things they, uh, that they eat. It's like, okay, it's like, no, um, we don't need to be snacking on candy because uh, it's got this type of sugar and it's, you know, we'll have the blood sugar spike. And these are the things, you know, that there's no, no nutritional value. These are the things that can happen to your body. You know, maybe we should, if you, um, if we're looking for that little bit of, of um, sugar, uh, to get us through the day. It's like, well, um, let's try these different fruit options and which are the better fruit options and, and teaching them how, how the, the body builds on, on proteins, which carbohydrates are good carbohydrates and, and how to balance, uh, balance their plate. Uh, I know that's, that's always been a learning tool to have the, if I know back when I was a kid, it was that the food pyramid, uh, and, uh, and learning which, um, you know, <laughs> what types of foods, uh, to eat and how much of them. And I know it's changed. Uh, I wouldn't say dramatically, but it has changed, uh, um, now that we know a little bit more on, on how the, the food is, food is processed in our bodies, but at least having your children have some sort of awareness of, of the things that fuel us, they can fuel us properly, or they can, they can just fuel us temporarily and, uh, and, and how that, how that affects our bodies long-term. Like, okay, if I want to, if I want to be prepared for, um, this, this sport, this, uh, even if it's a, a an event, you know, how do I fuel my body properly in order for myself to exert the, um, the best amount of energy out there and, um, and not just for exercise, but how to fuel their bodies properly throughout. Like if you're eating, uh, correctly, not only are you, you able to take your PE to that next level, but you are also sleeping better. You're thinking clearer and all these things that can also help that school life. Yeah, that's, that's all good. Um, Christina, you were mentioning earlier, a colorful plate. Is that, tell me about how you talk to your students and children about things like that, these nutritional decisions, maybe uh, for younger students who, I I love the idea of of teaching students how to read the nutritional labels and really think about with the different nutrients, how they act in the body. So for, to set the stage for that with the younger students, how do you like to do that, Christina? So in our PE program, um, we encourage them, um, you know, to create healthy snacks, um, with your family or an older sibling or something like that. Um, we give examples of, um, making artwork with your colorful snacks. Um, I know my own children love doing this. They still love doing this. Um, you know, turning their different colored pepper sticks and cheese cubes and making different animals and, you know, or insects and things like that. Um, and then, you know, enjoying it afterwards. Um, and so doing stuff like that, where it's, you know, getting them creative and understanding their foods and, oh, this is a fruit, this is a vegetable, okay, this is a protein. Um, I think also something that's really important, um, that's a great reminder for families that is very easy to do is to bend down, <laughs> it sounds silly, but bend down to your young children's eye level and look in your refrigerator or look in your pantry. Those things that they're seeing at their eye level is what they want to eat. You know, if you have the healthier things up high, um, they're not going to see that. They're not going to be, you know, inclined to, oh, well, yes, I'm going to choose, you know, an applesauce. Um, They're going to see what's right in front of them, and that's what they're going to have. So I definitely encourage you to get down at their level, take a look, maybe rearrange a few things. Um, show them like, oh, these are your snacks that you can choose from. Um, asking them, you know, what do you want for lunch today? Let's make it okay. What sides do you want? Do you want to have, you know, red peppers or do you want to have red tomatoes? Um, and giving them that option to choose for themselves. Um, and not leaving it very vague though, you know, like here are your, here are your options. You can have a cheese stick or you can have peanut butter and apple. What would you like to choose today? Um, so giving them that independence and just, 
again, making it, you know, encouraging them to um, have fun with their food in a healthy way. That's so smart. The, the eye level test and it, I, I, on all the ideas that follow too. Yes. Like giving them a lot of input too. on it. Yes. I have to check my, my what I'm looking at and I'm like, oh, I should probably rearrange this a little bit. Yeah. That's a good point. Very true. Yeah. It like, is a good trick. <laughs> now we're all going to stand in front of our fridges and go, Hmm, this will go We there. just threw out a ton of candy and like, like cookie stuffing kind of mixes because it was all like up on the top shelf where none of us could see. And it's like, Oh, we're good. No loss. They're oh, all well, expired. Let's just toss them. You weren't missing them. Uh, yeah. Well, I know we have plenty of folks who need to take into consideration physical limitations or conditions that affect mobility and flexibility and so forth. We obviously want to be considerate and respectful of those particular needs. And of, of course, there are all sorts of considerations here. Um, anyone have anything in particular to bring up? I have a child who has somewhat severe scoliosis and that adjusted kind of what our view of things, because both we had to do things that were, were right for her as far as activities, but then the long-term view that, you know, she needs to keep her weight down. She needs to stay fit and strong. Her core needs to be strong because that will prolong the time that she has before surgery might be something she has to look into. And so for us as a family, I think that just kind of rem it reminds me that, okay, let's not, let's not wait for a child to, to have these things, but we can help our children by, by kind of thinking those, like you've talked about the things you've, you've been intentional about so that we're setting our children up for, for healthy lives, good habits, you know, so that, that they don't have these, some of the even standard difficulties that come along with this. So it's, it's really a great opportunity to, to, to think about these, I, I guess, and to, to try to develop those habits for lifelong health and happiness in our children. It was making me think. But. Yeah, very true. There are a few Colby cast episodes that I want to mention here and, and all the ones that we have come up so far in the conversation, I will link in our show notes. Uh, the ones I want to mention now are episode 178, Cultivating Kitchen Stewards with Katie Kimball. She did a lot about getting kids in the kitchen, helping them learn how to cook and make good decisions there and and through a Catholic lens of stewardship of, of both the earth and our bodies and, and relationships and connections and so forth. That's a good one to, to go along with this episode. Episode 106, Goals in Mind, has, has a lot of discussion about athletes and uh, student athletes. And for those who are considering being student athletes in college, how some of the um, things to keep in mind there. So that is another one that would go well with this episode. This has been really fun and helpful and inspiring and encouraging. All those things. So many antidotes to innovation that we encounter in our day-to-day -day lives, right? So Chris and Christina, thank you so much for coming to share this time and all these thoughts and ideas and suggestions with us. We really appreciate it and look forward to the next time we get to visit with you. It was a pleasure. Thank you so much for having us. Yes, thank you. This was wonderful. Subscribe to the Colby Cast on your favorite podcast app so that you don't miss an episode. And let us know how we're doing by leaving a rating or a review. And as always, feel free to email us at podcast at colby.org. Mary, our mother, pray for us. St. Maximilian Colby, St. Ignatius of Loyola, holy saints and angels, pray for us. Ad maiorem Dei Gloriam. <laughs>